This is Nomina's Mental Health Mavens, where each week we bring you guests from the mental health and holistic care community to talk about different mental health issues and treatment modalities. Now, guest opinions are their own, and some content may be triggering. But at Nomina, we work with more complex, treatment-resistant mental health and addictions, so we know the importance of making exceptional mental health care accessible to everyone. With that, today's guest is Sarah Stewart of The Nutrition Stewart, who is here to talk to us about nutrition and addiction recovery. So let's welcome Sarah. Why don't we start with that? Give us an overview of what you do and your approach. Yeah, of course. And thank you so much for having me today. So I work as a holistic nutritionist. I own a small business called The Nutrition Steward. And what I do is I help people learn their unique body's needs. So no two people are biologically the same. And not only that, our life experiences and all the things that we've been through up until this point shape our health. So there's so many factors that tend to get left out in like a conventional approach So that's where the holistic approach comes in because it really tends to look at the whole person instead of just the symptoms or the health condition. Um, You know, you get to really uh, kind of introduce into the equation mind and spirit because they all are interconnected and work together. So it's not just about a physical symptom or a health condition. It's who has this symptom or health condition. So you're looking at the whole picture, which tends to get left out. So what I do is based on lifestyle recommendations and nutrition, I'll make those recommendations to try to target the areas that are most out of balance in a person's body and then adjust from there. Um, I believe that there's, uh, you know, no one perfect diet. There's no one perfect way that works for everybody because we are all biologically unique. So it's going to take adjustment and just depending on the circumstances a person is in and the resources available, there's always room for adjustment. So I really do my best to meet people exactly where they're at. And a holistic approach doesn't have to be difficult. It's actually really simplistic and really back down to the basics of health. That's why we were so interested in collaborating with you is that fits in with our philosophy as well too. And and we try to take a holistic approach to healing with, with mental health and with addictions. And nutrition is such a big part of that. Now, uh, you did a guest blog post for us, which I'm going to link in the description because it was fantastic. And we talked about a lot of things with regards to addiction and, um, you know, a lot of the deficiencies that people are coming in with in terms of their nutritional health. And you want to talk to us about some of that? Yeah. So even when you are dealing with whether the addiction is like a substance related addiction or it's something like, um, shopping or, or something like that, you tend to find that even, even with those kinds of things, nutrition can help. There may have been a nutrient deficiency that you began with before these habits came into play that was kind of messing with something that made you have to use this to cope. Um, 
And some people come by it very innocently. I personally have experience with dependence on prescription medication. You come by it completely innocently and end up addicted. And then it's very hard to get out of that cycle. But a large part of it is because these medications, especially if you have to be on them long term, you have to be aware of what it's doing to your body. So that way, you know what you can do in the interim and on your own to make sure that those nutrient deficiencies don't affect you adversely. So nutrition is just huge. And and a lot of people have so many attitudes surrounding food, whether they're using it to cope or maybe they avoid it as part of their coping strategy. It all really depends. And that's, again, what I love about the holistic approach is because it really targets how this individual came by this addiction and and how they recover is going to be very unique to the person. Yeah. Well, there's a million different rabbit holes we can go down because <laughs> I'm a sober woman and I I work with a lot of other women trying to get sober. And one of the biggest things I see is issues around food and especially bulimia and anorexia and, you know, how that sometimes seems to be the last thing that they end up dealing with. Yeah, definitely. There just doesn't seem to be enough attention on that from the get go. Of course, you know, there's so many things going on. You're just kind of trying to curb whatever is happening, um, whatever the substance is. So that does kind of tend to get left behind, but it's actually one of the very first things you should be looking at this person's body, where the nutrient deficiencies are, um, you know, and there's so many factors there too, like what their home life is like, are they typically cooking or are they typically eating outside of the home a lot? Are they responsible for the meals in the house? You know, there's like a lot of stressors as well that can come into that. Um, so it is very important to look at it individually, what that person needs. Mm-hmm. And there's this long standing, I don't know if it's an urban myth or it's true, maybe you can shed some light on it, but that in the early stages of recovery, you should carry candies with you and sugar to help with the cravings. Is that a thing? Everybody, I think, has their own specific approach. There's some that look at recovery and think you should just kind of restrict sugar from the get-go because that's kind of the first thing that you go to. But I'm kind of all for that, especially if it's helping you wean off. You know, it's kind of um, in my sobriety community, we have this funny joke about the three cup club, because once you stop that, you've got like your coffee and your water and then like your seltzer or whatever your drink is. So it's like whatever is helping you kind of get through that. um, I think as long as it's not harmful if it's helping you get through that process, I do think that that's helpful. A lot of people have different kind of strategies surrounding that, but I think restricting yourself anymore just kind of makes it worse. And it, it can make relapse a little bit easier because you've got to have some, some kind of comfort, especially in those early days that you can just kind of ease off and wind down from that. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a long time to learn how to, as they say, self-soothe, you know, so, so that I wasn't running to food or to you know, all these other things outside of the, my primary addiction to, to try and just settle. 
Yeah. And like you, I'm coming up on 12 years sober. So it's almost like there's this whole other facet of relearning who you are again. And you're like, what do I, what do I even like? You know, like you're just trying to figure out what feels therapeutic to you. What do you enjoy doing? So you can also kind of curb that looking to food to just kind of figuring out things that you love to do. And it doesn't have to be like what everybody else does. If it's gardening, if it's cleaning or organizing, you know, like you'll find your thing and that can really help kind of um, interrupt that pattern when you used to just like, instead you would substitute food where the substance used to be, you find something you love instead to do or something that you can create. Well, I see a lot of people come into recovery and one of two things happens. They either go super clean, super fit, all in, or they put on a lot of weight. (laughs) What are some of the main things that you would recommend to somebody who is new in recovery in terms of their nutrition? In terms of nutrition, I would say eat as close to nature as possible would be the first one. And that of course is going to look different for everybody because there always is going to be um, possible accessibility issues and issues with resources. So there's a whole kind of um, mental and mindset kind of factor to that as well, because you don't want to be sending your body these signals of guilt and like, oh, I should be eating better things like that when you are trying to recover. So while you want to eat as close to nature as possible and do your best, even if you're only eating like one as close to nature meal a week, that's amazing. That's excellent. So you just kind of do what you can and work with you have work with what you have. So even if that means you're kind of just substituting your regular Dr. Pepper for like a stevia based soda or something like that, you know, just kind of doing like those easy switches. So it doesn't feel hard. And then you can challenge yourself a little bit more, but eating as close to nature as possible within reason, within whatever you can do and provide for yourself. Water is huge. Water is vital for so many functions in the body. Um, a lot of just regular problems that we have could be fixed by just simply hydrating ourselves. Like you would be surprised um, how much just your overall health would improve. And you really don't realize how little water you may be drinking until you start to like raise that awareness about it. And you're like, wow, I go through the whole day and I only have like one cup of water. So that in itself is very important, especially in recovery when you're, um, you know, when your body's functions and your detox organs are like, oh, okay, like this is, this is new. We're not having to work so hard, you know, anything that you can do to aid and support those physiological functions in your body for sure. Um, focusing on gut health, gut health is huge and can be wrecked by substances, especially alcohol. And in women, it's a little bit different. We're a little bit more susceptible to those uh, digestive issues, especially when it comes to alcohol. So you really, you know, you hear that and you're like, oh, that sounds so like not interesting, but you know, our 
a large majority of serotonin is produced in our gut, which is like our happy hormone. It's super important. And that balance can be messed with, with substances or even medications. So gut health is super important, focusing on that. And that goes back to that eating as close to nature as possible. But when it comes to not nutrition related, but also just our attitudes surrounding food. And this isn't, it doesn't sound like it would be nutrition related, but it really is because the things that we're saying to ourselves when we're eating is just as important as what we're eating. So you could be eating all of the perfect foods, the organic, the high quality, everything good. But if up here, you know, you're just in turmoil, you're not telling yourself good things, you're stressed, you're tense your body's going to sense that. And it's, it's going to think that you're in danger. You're not going to be able to digest the same way. The, the vitamins that need to be transported throughout your body. It's just, there's going to be a breakdown because you're not being present with your meal. You're not fully enjoying it. So at the end of the day, my goal is always to help people really achieve food freedom. That's what, you know, it's going to look different for everybody, but being able to eat what you want, know what's best for your body, but at the same time, have that attitude that you're grateful and present with your food, whatever it is, you know, if you can't afford the high quality organic, you know, because it is really has a lot to do with what you're telling yourself when you're eating these foods as well. You know, I did, a, I think it was with Dan Kelko as well. I did another video and we talked about the, the gut and how these emotions are stored in different parts of our body. And because I know for me, it's my stomach. My stomach is where I hold so much. And I did some somatic work and was able to relax and release. And it was crazy how my stomach just went nuts when I was going through that oh, process. Wow. And you mentioned gut health. So how do we help her? Cause I have this question for myself as well. How do I um, increase my gut health? So it's, it really goes back to that eating as close to nature as possible, figuring out what's best for you. Our gut health is shaped by a lot of factors. So there's like environmental factors, things that we put on our bodies, our, our nutrition growing up, even the health of our mother and grandmother has a lot to do with that, how we were born, if it was natural or cesarean. So this is something that's shaped very early on. Um, and nutrition is proper nutrition is one of the best ways that we can help that. Um, there's, it really depends on the person when it comes to specific foods, but always making sure that you are trying to find ways to manage stress. Um, they call the gut, the second brain, because there is that gut brain connection that there's a hundred million neurons in your gut. So it's kind of like when you feel that gut feeling or gut instinct, so much resides in that area when you're, um, when it comes to like digestive function or nerves or anxiety or tension, like your body senses that. So managing stress is one of the non-nutrition ways that you can really improve gut health. But overall, it really has to do with just figuring out what is best for your body in terms of nutrition. So there's no one magic food. It's just really is just eating as healthy as possible as 
hopefully organic if we can take advantage of that and whole foods. Yeah, it is because it really just depends on the person. Some people, if they had, um, you know, like a severe bacterial infection or something like that early on in childhood, it could have really wrecked it. Or if you travel a lot, you're exposed to a lot of different things that some other people may not be. So it's really trying to figure out where that breakdown is in the body first, which with most health conditions, it all starts with the gut and it could be, um, it could be a lot of different things. It could be eating foods that aren't good for you as an individual stress, all those kinds of things, not enough hydration. Um, there is not one perfect food. Sometimes I'll recommend like fermented foods because it is something that needs to be replenished every day that will help us. Some people take probiotics, but again, that really depends on the person because sometimes a probiotic or a fermented food might be too much if you have a sensitive system. So it's really kind of like a trial and error thing to figure out um, what works best. Mm. I worked for a treatment center that it was the running joke about the sandwiches at lunch. There was just stale bread. Uh, (laughs) but then it was it was awful the the bread was um donated so it and it was just Uh sandwiches and then you had to have the soup so you could dip your sandwich in the soup so that you could eat it and it was a great treatment center but nutrition was just not addressed yeah and even when you are in the recovery process a lot of times this does include medications to kind of help you wean off or to help you get through or you may find coming off of a substance you know like it just kind of it helps you balance out because of damage done or just you know you you're just kind of left with your emotions at that point so um knowing what the medications do in your body. Some people don't really think that they need to know, but that is very important because even the best medications that are extremely helpful for people who are going through the recovery process still can cause very specific nutrient deficiencies, um, make them dependent on that medication, whereas it should be used kind of therapeutically for a portion of time. Um, So it's just, it's very important that that is one of the main keys in recovery overall. Yeah, I can see that. I'm on a medication now that is bone loss is one of the side effects of it. So I need to be very aware of that in my diet. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of people just don't even know. Um, it's, it's still so crazy to me, um, especially when it comes to opioids and pain medications, how freely they're prescribed and people have no idea what this could do. I mean, they know what they've heard. Um, but you know, if, if health professionals aren't putting it out there or cautioning or even entertaining other avenues, like, do you really need to use this medication? Um, it's just, it's very important to know what it's doing inside of your body so that you can have that awareness as well. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, Joanne, I might be calling you for your services. Yeah, but if anyone sure. wants to reach out to you, I will leave your contact information in the description. And we are connected on Instagram. We love your Instagram page. Uh, any other avenues you want to mention? You have a website? 
I do have a website. It's nutritionsteward.com, which is the word nutrition. And then my last name, steward.com. I also just recently started a podcast. The podcast is called learn your body. And you can find that link um, on my Instagram. I have like a link tree in my bio that has all my links on it. So you can find that there. I'm about eight episodes in, and I'm currently doing a series on the nutrient deficiencies that medications and substances can cause. Okay, perfect. I forgot about that. I keep meaning to go and subscribe because I'm very excited to hear it. All right, perfect. Well, thank you again. Thank you so much. 